0: I, Malak the Maleficent, have seen fit to sponsor this pitiful podcast myself. As you know, Malak the Maleficent, who who is me, is the most powerful, excellent, and handsome wizard in all the land. He is guaranteed to be 100% better than that Victor von Wolfhausen-Smythe and not at all genocidal. Malak the Maleficent, for a better tomorrow. Briefly. (laughs)
1: All oh, the Tabletop are out playing news. We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. And Morris' is unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk. Hello, hello, hello and welcome to Morris's unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk. I as always, am Russ, aka Morris. Or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is...
2: Peter Coffee from the Southampton Guild of role Roleplayers, Russ has ever, it's absolutely amazing to be here. Although I must say Southampton is very, very soggy. It is a bit wet. It is. But a man who is, I hear no stranger to rain, has also joined us.
1: Yes. Uh so for his second appearance on the show, because you'll remember that he was here a couple of weeks ago. But we had are we are we calling you um the full the full barrel or just uh we're just gonna go with Dominic McDowell? Which yeah, I've,
3: I've cut it down to just the McDowell actually a while ago now. Um, oh. just because of the, the difficulty of fitting a double barrel <laughs> name into books. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or oh, onto books, yeah. Absolutely. Yep.
3: Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. you need a special <laughs>
2: fold out section. It's
0: it's real problem.
1: <laughs> So we've got really Dominic is. McDowell, the uh, head-on show over at Cubicle 7, uh, back with us. Uh, if, you, if you remember the podcast that we did a couple of weeks ago, uh, the the entire podcast was kind of beset by technical gremlins on all three of our parts. Yes. Uh, Dom's mic wasn't working properly. Peter managed to uh, mute his mic for, for a while. Well, that's part hard, that's through the after I got the damn thing started. And, not, and my, and my PC something. rebooted itself twice during the process. So oh, It was twice. Yeah, yeah. Once, once, one one time, I actually managed to hide it from you and uh, just—I don't think you realised it was going
3: on. Acting, that was. (laughs) Well, there is absolutely no beginning to my technical expertise. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) to be fair,
1: to be fair, the same goes for us as well. We just (laughs) rely on Daryl, our sound engineer, to tell us what to do, and we just assume he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, 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 I think that's why. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, should we, should we uh, do some RPG news? Uh, Let's. We should. Yes, it being an RPG news show, sounds good. And we've got a bunch of Sigma news, but I think we'll save that until until later in the show, because we've got something about combat in Sigma, and we've got a nice big Sigma map as well, mm. which has just come out. We can save that until we jump into the, the, the uh, Sigma stuff later in the show. Uh, but for the moment, we got some D&D digital games news. Digital games? Digital games. Mm. So there was... A uh, investor uh, presentation over at New York Toy Fair by Wizards of the Coast's um, CEO, Chris Cox. Right. At least there was a whole bunch of people, but he was on it. Uh, it, was a, it was a big, 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 long event, and um, they talked about all their brands like Transformers and um, Monopoly and, you know, Hasbro does a lot of stuff. Yeah. So uh, D&D just kind of featured into it a little bit about an hour into the show, yeah. into the thing. But uh, what they did announce was that, uh, and there's not a lot of information here, uh, there are seven digital D&D games currently in development. Yeah, with at least one coming each year for the next seven years. Oh, so, wow. That's quite a lead time on sub then. Yeah, um, yeah. I suppose, I don't know how long it takes to, you know,
3: like Baldur's Gate 3 or something like that. I assume it takes years. Uh, so basically, so much- if it's not ready... If it's not ready in three weeks, we should lead an outrage mob to their... That is We're basically friends. how
1: the internet works, yeah. I believe. Yeah, uh, excellent. Uh, no, that, <laughs> it's like I can't instantly
2: gratify, I just don't want to know. That, that's why I always play a fighter in D&D, because it's like... I want to yeah, those those I are, know those are to the rules of the internet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, there isn't any other information, really. It was literally yeah. just that. And digital, I suppose... I mean, they didn't say video games, they said digital games, so I guess that could mean, like, Facebook games and uh, mobile games and stuff as well, as big things like Baldur's Gate 3, I guess. I mean, it's uh, it's all conjecture.
2: Yeah, maybe there's
1: some sequels, who knows? Oh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. It's impossible to know. Exciting stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. Did you you guys see the
3: Baldur's Gate 3 uh, footage that appeared last night? I think I'm the only person who hasn't. Everyone's been telling me how amazing it is.
2: Am. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just been absolutely rampacked busy today and last <laughs> night, so um, I'm also completely oblivious.
1: So, uh, like, like you just said, it was based, it's based, I think, on the Divinity Original Sin engine. Now, I've hmm. never played Divinity Original Sin, so I couldn't tell you what that means, but I've certainly seen a lot of people online saying, this looks like Divinity Original Sin, so I guess uh-huh. it looks similar, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. But they did confirm it's definitely using the D&D 5th set pretty accurately. Oh. So
3: it's not just, you know, it's not just a sort of a wink and a nod to it. They're going they full in with it. Nice. I'm at the risk of betraying my ignorance, um, what's the, the setup for Divinity? Um, oh, I, I uh, still haven't stumbled out of Elder Scrolls. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: so basically with Divinity, you have like isometric, I think, where you're looking down in the third person, and you have like a little group of your people. So it's Powered as Gates, Oh,
0: Okay. Okay. The original, the yeah, original
2: Yeah, yeah, fe- 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 yeah. It, it's it was a na- it made perfect sense to me when they proposed it because it's like this all this will all work together and so forth. Mm. So yeah, and then they the characters can uh, There's sort of an invisible grid which they move across, and that um, oh yes, sorry, I just had a quick Google of it. Yes, yeah, so I see what they're talking about with the character creation engine. Mm. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, oh, that's an hour and a bit of stuff. Let's have a look it's at long,
1: yeah, look. it. It's long, yeah. And it's long. There's oh, about, yeah. about half an hour of talking in it and about an hour of gameplay footage.
0: That's
1: yeah, yeah. So I've just like jumped
2: to about 18 and a half minutes through the video. And yeah, you're looking down upon your characters. When you decide, you sort of have a. Your mouse goes across the thing, everything's all very click based. Mm-hmm. And it will tell you how far you're moving, and that's how many meters you move. Although I'm mm-hmm. sure they could, they'll probably convert it to feet or something. So is it is it turn based,
1: or is it turn with pause, or is it real time? How does how does the interface so, work? So in a similar
2: fashion to Pathfinder 2, who've actually explicitly modelled it, um, what you have is you have sort of an exploration phase, and then you have combat. Mm-hmm. So during exploration, it's like all very freeform, You just point and click, and then everyone just barrels over there. But when you start combat, it then, like, basically rolls for initiative. I'm never 100% sure of the exact mechanics. Okay. And then from that, you have a number of action points, which will be affected by how fast you are or how heavily you've invested in that, and that will let you do things. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do, like, a giant spell, that's going to cost you six action points. If you want to walk over and hit a dude with a sword, that's maybe two free action points. Mm-hmm. And the more fancy you get, the more exciting it gets. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, so just having all these special abilities, I could easily see how they model... Picture attack, multi thing. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a,
1: re- it's a really good fit. Oh, hmm. uh, awesome! So there's, uh, you can create characters with six classes, which are fighter, wizard, rogue, ranger, cleric, or warlock. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. And each of those has two, except for the cleric, which has three subclasses. Makes sense. Uh, yep. There's 15 races to choose from. Nice. Uh, so you've got your usual elves, dwarves, and humans and stuff. Yeah. There's also Yankee Drow. Uh, Tifling is yep. obviously and a vampire spawn apparently is, uh, is one of the choices oh that's awful, I like <laughs> it
2: Okay, I guess it depends what they had hanging around because in the games for Original Sin 2 I think the elves in that were quite fleshy bloodthirsty sorts uh... which isn't a spoiler, that's that's in character creation <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah well these will
1: be D&D elves not yeah, well, no, that means
2: yeah. that they've got, like, all the code and stuff written, mm-hmm. so it's basically, they're, they're reskinning stuff that they have, and probably changing it around to make the kit a better fit to the set. I guess, I guess. But it was not entirely dissimilar, to be honest. There's,
1: there's an opening cinematic sequence as well, which you can watch, it's about a minute and a half long, and it's amazing, it's got, like, this Mind flare ship, flying yep. ship thing, flying mm-hmm. along, and it's being chased by a bunch of dragons... And the dragons are weeding fire at it and ripping tentacles off of it and stuff. Yeah. And then it teleports and the dragons teleport after it. And it's, a, yeah. it's, it's like, that should be a movie. They should make the D&D yep. movie. That's, a, that's amazing.
2: Uh, you'll have to excuse me. I'm busy taking frantic notes for my, my game. I, I'm running really again on Wednesday, so I really need to up to the stakes, I feel. Uh, so,
1: I don't actually know when this is coming out. It's, uh, there's going to be a uh, early access thing this year, though, apparently. Sometime um, this year, but it won't be the full game. And I think it's like one of those sort of alpha builds or something where people bug test it or something like yeah. that. Is that what early access yeah. means in video yeah, game parlance?
2: It's you get to play it sooner, but it's really buggy, and yeah. all your bug reports may well change the game. Yeah, and it's like I suppose it's stupid and paying for quality testers. So yeah, I yeah,
1: I'll wait. I'll wait yeah. for the actual thing then. I guess.
2: No, nah, I'll probably wait myself. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. like to experience it. As, they, has, as the creators intended.
1: Hmm. Should we talk about Vampire and the Masquerade quickly? Oh, yes, we should. Because you can now get the PDF of uh, Modigas' Fall of London. Ooh. So the book exactly. itself is coming out in March, which is, uh, well, what is it now? It's the 28th, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty we much the
2: 29th of February, so it's only March and Sunday, but yeah.
1: Have we got a 29th this year? Is it
2: leap year? I do.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. thank goodness for that. I've, I've got, got
3: the... an extra day. A <laughs> fall <laughs> of London? Isn't is that one of the uh, the fantastic uh, Mr. Peregrine's projects? Uh, on,
2: did I only do that one? Is it? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, there okay. we go. Oh,
3: well, we've got, we've got quite a few
1: people, actually. So we've got um, Clara H. Herbal, Kira mm-hmm. McGran, Mike Nudd, Andy Peregrine, Hilary Sklar, and Steffi Vedan. No, Devon, sorry. Oh. Ah, fantastic, uh, and developed by Matthew Dawkins. Ah. So they got quite that quite a big great team lineup. There. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, apparently it's set in 2012. How interesting is it? Oh yeah. yeah, so it
1: is. Yeah, Fall of London is a chronicle book set in 2012's London. That's right before London falls to the Second Inquisition, clicking off global vampire panic. I see. Yeah. All right. yeah,
3: that sounds excellent. It does sound excellent. Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. I was I was. I always make a point of picking out Andy when, um, when stuff, stuff that he's worked on has come on because I don't think people appreciate just how broadly he's worked how much stuff he's worked on. Yes, so yeah. He's worked on a lot of Outstanding. Yeah.
1: The other guy like that is uh, Darren Pierce seems to do so mm. much work as well. Like yeah. every time he posts on Facebook, it's something else. Yeah. Um, but he's, but D- Darren's <laughs> one of those people that can really hammer something out, you know, pretty quickly for you. So if you, if yeah. you need 30,000 words in three weeks... He's the guy you go to because you know he'll be able to do it. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm quite looking forward. I haven't actually tried um, the latest vampire yet. I don't know if
3: either of you two have, but I am definitely curious to do so. Um, no, no, we, we've been well As you'd imagine, we've had core um, book after core book yeah. that we've been working on. So we've been all play our stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I no, you know no, I have I'm the same, same problem as well. you got, <laughs> so, got
1: you're working on. You're so head down, buried in your own stuff that sometimes it's hard yeah, to remember. Yeah. There's
3: you know, there's other stuff going on around you. <laughs> yes, you need to make a point every now and again. Right, no, we're going to play this. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, if, I, if, <laughs> if my job wasn't basically running a news site, I probably wouldn't, do you know what I mean? I'd just be completely yeah. <laughs> oblivious to it all. It kind of no. forces me to look out for it. It does. Oh, quick question. Yeah. Uh, what's next? What's next? Yes, on the news. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, yes. that's, a, that's a good question, Peter. I like it. it. Yeah. there's some of then, what's next in the Tales from the Loop. Okay, this is a bit tangential. So it's not yeah. it's not strictly speaking RPG news, but um, Tales from the Loop was an um, art book originally by what's the name? Simon uh Swedish uh, guy, okay, yeah. And that inspired the RPG and the RPG is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful, it's...
2: beautiful RPG. So, Tales from the Loop for those who are just tuned in or who um are trying struggling to place it is where you have beautiful swedish 80s countryside with fantastic mecha and strange bizarre alien artifacts from a distant alternative dimension yeah. like crashed into the middle of it with small children playing on them yeah
1: basically yeah yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. 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 um uh, it's like if, if you if you don't know how to talk about google it and when you see something you're like what then that, that's the stuff. Good stuff. <laughs>
1: it is a, a lovely little game. But this, is, this mm-hmm. is a TV show. So it's, it's, not in, it's not based on the RPG itself. It's inspired by the oh, same yeah. art book that
2: inspired the RPG. Yeah. And also by the fact that Stranger Things made approximately all the money
1: and all the fans. Yes. Yeah, there is that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's coming out for an hour, on <laughs> Amazon April the 3rd. Yep. So a month away. Oh, really? That's a definite looking for me. me.
3: Yeah, oh, right? definitely. Yeah.
0: That
1: should be should be
3: fantastic.
0: It does.
1: It does look absolutely
2: fantastic. Is it cool? Yeah. from the look. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sold. Right. Okay. Um, so we'll report back on that morning. <laughs> we've been watched the entire series. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> um, there was a new unearthed Arcana from Wizards of the Coast. Oh yeah. I know oh, yeah. you're not the biggest fan of them, Peter, but um, but they are news, <laughs> so we do have to talk about them.
2: No. Yeah,
1: yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to you remember what they are? Uh, so we had the Artificer, which is like a, a magical Iron Man. Again? Uh, the Armorer for the Artificer, sorry. Oh, right, yes, yeah, sorry. That, that,
2: that makes a lot more sense. I was like thinking, but, but the Artificer's in uh, yeah, Rising it's, from it's, the it, Yeah, war, it's,
1: it's new subclasses, so uh, okay. this is the Armorer subclass for the Artificer, which is basically the Iron Man. Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've Great. got uh, the Circle of Stars for the Druid. Which is sort okay. of divinations and uh, sort of constellation based powers. astrology, yeah. right? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. Uh, well,
2: but it works, so it's a fantasy game. Yeah. Uh,
1: and the Fey Wanderer for the Ranger, uh, he turns the Ranger uh, into a guardian of the border between the material plane and the Feyroid with illusionary and charm powers. Mm. That's fun. Yeah, really. What else have we got in the news? Oh, so. After the news last week that FFG seem to be sort of uh, doing a long term closure of their role playing game stuff, yes, getting rid of everything. They were getting rid of everything. Fr- yeah, that's spread all over the, the internet. And yes. then this week yes. they've announced two new Legend of the Five Rings books. I so I'm totally confused yes. as to what's happening. So if they're still announcing books, it doesn't sound like they're closing things down, does it?
3: I think there's been a lot of. Um, a lot of conjecture, th- was, th- yeah. Think, yeah, yeah. It does, it does seem that there's, there's not a, a huge amount of clarity. One, yeah, the, but then I, I haven't quite seen what exactly is coming from France. From well, they've not they the, said anything about it, that's the thing. So, yeah,
1: there was a report by D20 so, Radio, and they said that they had confirmed from a source but didn't say who the source was, yeah, that the long term plan was to close down the RPG stuff. And then there's been speculation about Star Wars ever since. Like, who's going to get the Star Wars license and all this sort of stuff? Yeah. Which, of course, uh. is bound to happen. And, of course, the answer is Modifius because they get all the licenses. But that's uh. a uh. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But um, from the sounds of this, maybe they're not. Maybe it's not quite as dire a situation as, as, as the internet seems
3: to be, you know, speculating. Mm, yep, yeah, quite like. Uh, until we get that confirmed um, from, from Fantasy Flight, I guess, but we're not really going to know 100%. Yeah, yeah. But still, um, mm. so this is a thing. I mean, you, you might
1: have more of a comment on this, Dom, because this is more of a sort of industry retailer thing. Mm. And I wasn't really sure whether to include it in the news. Just I just was mildly curious what it was. So Paizo uh, yeah. d- debuted a, a new direct sales program for retailers, which gives them a free branded wire rack for retailers who purchase a selection of Poiso products uh, directly from them rather than through distribution. I was just, you know, I'm not really that much of an expert on how how distribution and retail
3: kind of interacts or whether that's an unusual
1: thing to do or whether that's...
3: Yeah, I think it's... um, There aren't many programs like that. Mm. Uh, I think with... with, um, a lot of, of publishers um were working within the um, what's called the three-tier model so yes, yeah. so you've got your, your publishers selling to your distributors selling to retailers mm-hmm. and um when that works well it is fantastic for all concerned mm-hmm. um the retailers are only dealing with you know a smaller number of, of suppliers um and you know, the distributors are acting as a that, that valuable kind of like service of taking all the publisher stuff and then yeah, selling it yeah. all on to their, oh. their contacts um, you've got the the, distrib- the distributors sales force who are working for everybody and um, yeah happy days yeah, yeah. Um, now of course you know there's loads of games being published at the moment there's uh, which makes it very difficult then for everybody the um, you know, the publishers are trying to stand out amongst a much more crowded mm. field distributors have got a huge number of products to, to look at um, less alone stock mm. keeping a warehouse. Sell to people um that's a you know, huge challenges for them uh, and then retailers have got a, again an enormous array of products to pick yeah. from um and you they're, they're on the uh at the sharp end there of you know if they make poor purchasing choices then their shop slowly sells up fills up with things they can't yeah, sell yeah 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 so uh yep challenges all right so yeah. The, um, an initiative like this is um, something that you can you can try and do to secure your shelf space in retailers. You know, if you've got that unit in there, then you've got a presence. Yeah. Um, they're more likely to keep it filled up with your stock. Well, I guess you're, you're um, <laughs> avoiding the shelf itself, I guess, yeah. Exactly yes so uh, so no no it's, it's a very attractive thing to to have that uh, in in retail hmm. um, and then there's the you know obviously that it's difficult to um, to supply something you know, obviously it's going to be quite an expensive item for them to make and to get to stores so they they would have had to have looked you know will that work through the traditional distribution model you know can they or is that going to be very difficult You're giving something to distributors yeah. that isn't something that they sell that's there's some challenges there, um, just, you know, how, how they would make all that work. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, I think, you know, the, the, as soon as you go beyond the, the usual ways of doing mm. things, then um, sometimes you have to look at being a bit more creative, doing things a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. especially if, if you're
1: someone like Paizo as well, you've got a bit of
3: sort of leverage to do that as well. Because Pathfinder yeah. is going to sell. Yes, absolutely. I think to make it worth uh worthwhile there's got to be a, a minimum spend. Yeah. Um you've got to know that the retailer's going to take a certain amount of of your products um to do it, to make it worthwhile you giving them that thing which are you know, a big metal shelving unit. <laughs> not going to not going to be cheap. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> you what
1: I also bet I bet you get some
3: fans there that want the want the shelving unit as well because that's just how fandom <laughs> yeah. works. Yeah, an application from the totally genuine shop company. <laughs> Please send. Yeah. 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 yeah Start it's, it's, oh, it's got, it's got like
1: those retailer tiers on Kickstarter. You always have to say, We will ask for proof that you
3: are a shop.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, it's something you have yeah, well, you know, yeah it's um Yeah, there's loads of issues around um, that that kind of thing at the moment yeah. making sure that uh where, where you draw the line with that as well, with with oh. um, promotional things for retailers, you've got to really decide like who you're trying to support, mm. who you're. I mean, like like with the um, the bits and water scheme. Are you, rest, are you, are you, uh, the, I'm not. No, no, I should. I should. I should but, uh, get on
1: because I do. I do intend weird. to be.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's really worthwhile. It's really good. It's um, uh, for those who don't know. That's a it's a scheme that uh, that retailers can um, participate in. Um, it was originally set up. A, I don't know when, a long time ago, but um, there were a number of publishers that uh, that clubbed in together, led by Evil Hat, and they and us were, were providing PDFs free uh, to people who were ordering directly mm-hmm. from us, and we wanted um, we wanted good stores to be able to participate in that, and, and there's a nice sort of value add um, for for them as well. You know, mm-hmm. As I said, we, we would much rather people have a local friendly game store, yeah, get stuff through, and um, and we'll you know, we will support that as, yeah, much as I, I totally agree. So, get, um, get, get, it's really get, good. If, yeah. you buy a, if you buy a physical book, I mean, I think, you know, getting a PDF for free is just a no brainer these days. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It, it's, um, people are paying for the content. Yeah. Um, now, if, if, if we ever get to, I mean, if we're doing uh, really sort of like rich content, digital things, then that, that's different, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But when, when it's the PDF, then yeah, okay, we bookmark it, um, and you know, make it searchable and all the rest of it. But, um, I did that. That, that that I'm quite content is what people are paying for when they're buying the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: and also, um, friendly local game stores, especially, are vital for role playing games mm. more than any, any other. Because yeah. stuff like Warhammer 40k, I didn't need to go to a games workshop to learn how to play that. It, yeah, it's it's got it all set up. But actually, playing a role playing game without knowing it, you've got like five six people. Mm. You're all supposed to listen to the provide entertainment forward. how does this work? Yes,
3: um, definitely. I, I think
2: YouTube well, like, has helped but yeah.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and that's one of the brilliant things about Bits and Mortar is that um, yes, it allows the retailer to give a, um, a copy of the PDF mm. when someone buys the, the yeah. physical book but we also give them permission for their staff to um, access that library um, so they can learn about the game and deliver better mm. demos um, nice. and speak yeah. yeah. with more knowledge. So um, yeah, it's a it's a a, um, a great thing for giving, um, you h- helping to uh, provide stores with the, the knowledge to to sell our games. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's win win. It really is. Um, so uh, if, if your if your local friendly game store doesn't do that, then um, nag them about joining up to Bits and Mortars. It's, it's well worth it.
1: I think we won't be done on the RPG news apart from the apart, oh, okay. apart from the Cubicle Seven stuff, which we can all sort of like uh, combine in a big, hmm. big long section in a minute. Um, oh, so, yeah that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, apart from my own bit of RPG news, obviously, is yes, the news. The Soul Space, the Spartan Gambit Kickstarter. Oh, yeah, so yeah, this yeah. podcast will be going out tomorrow, which is Saturday. And the Kickstarter okay. starts on Tuesday, March the 3rd. Which is the third, and then yeah. ends the following Monday, one week only. It's a quick oh, starter. Yes, it's an experiment on my part, and I don't know how well it will go. And I might never do it again. We'll see. Uh, but I'm yeah. just curious. Depends on how much money you make and how many also you get. Oh, yeah. Like if money's good and
2: also are low, then yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> yes. <Eventually>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an experiment, we'll see.
2: We'll see. I mean it's yes. yeah. it's an auspicious time to launch it because it's just before International GM's Day. Yes,
1: the day before
2: International GM's uh, Day. Yes. Yeah. It is. I I know. It's very easy for me to remember which day that is. March fourth, the GM's Day. Yeah. yeah. Because that's my birthday. So it's like Yeah. yeah. Which was apparently started years before we met. So it's like he clearly, <laughs> clearly recognises the values of March 4th. I'm like, yeah, I can't really
1: argue with that. Does mm. <laughs> this mean I'm supposed to get you a present next week? No. Nah. All right, I won't then.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
2: Might bring over some damson gin if you're lucky.
1: We have got some breaking news here. So literally just now, uh, Penguin Random House accidentally leaked the name and cover image of the next D&D, official D&D setting book uh, coming on May the 19th and it's called Mythic Odysseys of Theros and um, Mythic Odysseys of Theros is a, a sort of Greekish themed uh, Magic the Gathering world so um, that makes it uh, after Ravnica, that makes it the second official um, uh, Magic the Gathering world to, to be turned into a D&D setting. There's a massive great big list of races on the Magic the Gathering um, Wikipedia page. and I don't know how many of those will translate from uh, magic to D&D. Um, some of them are obviously sort of like Greek-themed monsters and stuff. Um, there's cats, centaurs, gorgons, uh, there's merfolk, uh, minotaurs, satyrs, spirits, zombies, uh, archons, basilisks, chimeras, cyclopses, demons, dragons, giants, hags, harpies, hounds, hydras, krakens. Lamias, Manticores, Pegasi, Phoenixes, uh, and Sirens, and Sphinxes. Um, So, uh, yeah, I mean, this literally just happened. So uh, Penguin Random House uh, accidentally posted this page um, with uh, uh, the product details, the ISP at the end number, the the, the date, uh, the product cover, which shows like a, it looks like some kind of Hydra fighting some Greek warrior. Uh, And then they uh, quickly took it down again when they realised their mistake, but not before I managed to grab a picture of it. Yep, breaking news. The first time we've ever had breaking news actually break during the podcast itself.
3: It's time to play our favourite game. It's time to play the game. Our favourite game in all the world. Get the Kickstarter from just the name.
1: Let's do some Kickstarters, shall we?
2: Should oh a yes, quick, quick, or what hmm. we could do is we could play our favourite game, game,
1: game in all the world, Dom.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to play your favourite game in the all the world. The best, worst. the best game. Okay. What is the full title of our favourite game in all the world the ever? The full
1: title of the game is our favourite game in all the world, the game where I read out the name of a Kickstarter and you try and guess what it is from just the name. A nice snappy title, yeah, that I always is. think. that One day I'll publish That's this a game same. and it'll be on a box and that, the entire title will be on the front of that box.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it just trips off the tongue and now that we've had our rules recap yes. uh, let's go All right, so who would like to go first um, right, well, do you want to go first Tom or shall I
3: you can go do. right,
2: I, I, I don't want to Peter go first just, yeah. just, uh, just show people how, how not to do yeah, tell it you then. You tell what
1: mistakes <laughs> you can make so Peter what is yep. dragon stew uh, bit chewy I'll be honest sounds
2: delicious what um, <laughs> Well, well, it's like one of those recipes. First, catch your dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, Dragon stew. I think this is a zine, uh, I'm going to say. This sounds to me exactly like a zine. It's people who are wanting to do uh, probably Dungeons and Dragons-esque format style things. And this is going to be the Kickstarter for getting it
3: rolling and stuff. That's my best. Are you, sh- are you sure that Dragon Stew isn't the lead character? <laughs> it's Stuart. Oh, sorry. I, I, yes. But,
2: oh, oh, his mother calls him <laughs> Stuart, but yeah. yeah.
0: Stuart
1: Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room at once. Harry. S T U W. That
0: could work as well. Yeah, it could. Like, good. you <laughs> well
1: uh, unfortunately unfortunately peter you are completely completely wrong that's a definite score of minus 10 points out of 10 because what well, this is a a cooking supplement for uh, D fifth edition like dungeon moshi but even better dungeon moshi being a
2: manga which is fantastic and all about people who due to terrible life decisions are having to explore a dungeon and has absolutely failed to have any of the stuff that they need to go through it, like supplies and so forth. So they're forced to eat the monsters they find along mm. the way. Oh,
0: that's good.
2: It's it's actually re- it sounds like a really interesting concept. They read it; it's like really well written and actually quite beautifully illustrated. So, yeah, Dungeon Moshi is the name of it. Um, thoroughly recommended. Dungeon
0: Moshi.
3: Gosh. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that that's sounds interesting so is it is, it, is, is dragon stew like, is it in world or, or, uh, or no, so look it says Recipes. it is a
1: cooking supplemental for fifth edition with cooking classes uh dessert familiars in i don't know what a dessert familiar is? is um cooking rules
3: and a cooking
2: <laughs>
1: trial well, adventure like a or something oh sorry that's
3: yeah dessert familiar. It's, it's, that, rules
1: yeah. for cooking Indeed, did
3: I summon a sous-chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got an
1: adventure in there.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Milk. Uh, by
3: someone called Antonio yeah, Denico. De is this kind of bringing the um, overcooked to <laughs> <on> the tabletop? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry, It's dad's joke time.
0: Now we're talking,
1: yeah.
2: Oh, a bit of overcooked, yeah. God. Yeah, that you.
1: Right, yeah. next one. Is for Dom. And the next one is they feed on fear.
3: Mm. Provocative. Mm. Yep. Um I feel fear. (laughs) Steve's job. Um, (laughs) (laughs) they feed on fear. Um I think this one is about is it an economic simulator? <laughs> is is it um is this like a hedge fund thing? Is it like a
0: um
3: I think I think it's it's definitely some kind of crisis capitalism. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's it's like got people eating lobster on the front cover, uh loads of champagne, and laughing, laughing as people are sort of like looking worried outside. Um yeah, I, I that's that's we're so it. Uh, oh, yeah. I it, would it be? Well, what will he be one of the goodies of the He can do both mm-hmm. with a plum, you know. Scotty is big. <laughs> right,
1: Would you like to know what this actually is? Or, or, or should we yes. just move on and just <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be doing a disservice to the uh, Kickstarter creator. Possibly. It's a Possibly. horror RPG where you play the horror. You create and take yeah. control of horrific interdimensional beings that sustain themselves by devouring the fear and essence of their victims. So I was right. I, was I think you were, me. yeah. I think. yeah. <laughs> I think you scored 10 out of 10 there. Yeah? Perfectly spot on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, it's a 32 page RPG, uh, digest size 5.5 times 8.5 inches.
3: That's uh, it. Fully contained 32 page RPG. Excellent. That sounds good. I'm really intrigued by the interdimensional yeah. aspects. Well, your uh, oh, yeah, the Fear
1: Eater's goal is to sow discord, fear, and horror, all while avoiding the feeble attempts to end their rampaging, unquenchable fist.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Good
2: so,
0: sounds
1: good. Yeah. So, sort of a duet play,
2: though? It
0: doesn't say that.
2: Okay. Oh. So, I don't know, what, three, four? I don't know. I'd feel less special if I was playing it. If it wasn't duet play. Like, I. I like, coming to share the spotlight with, like, three or four other rampaging chorus, It's just not the same. Um,
1: okay. Well, this, this will set you back 25 of Canada's finest dollars. Oh. I don't know how they translate into American
3: dollars or pounds. Was 25 Canadian 25 dollars. Canadian dollars. Um, no, that's not going to no. pop in my head today. 25 loonies, as they might say. Seems likely. But.
1: There was one other Kickstarter that caught my eye this week, actually, not part of the game, but it was... Um, oh, it's £14.49. It was called uh, Infinity Dungeons, and it was a 100-foot 50. dungeon oh, just on a yeah. kind of roller, and you'd like roll... It was, like, a oh, it's like yeah, that yeah, wide, about a foot yeah, wide, yeah. just two feet wide, yeah. and 100 feet long, and it looked astonishing. I and mean, I wouldn't buy it just because I haven't got room for it. I just, I'll just yeah. I don't know where we'd we'll use that, but it does look pretty awesome.
2: Well, I yeah. think the idea is you like
3: unroll it. I guess, yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. And then like, I was wondering, as a, as a GM though. Wouldn't you be tempted to just like kind of like push it along and squash all the characters? time. <laughs> <and they die? laughs> Add some sort of like time Indiana Jones style, <laughs> boulder thing, but it's the the dungeon rolling up and crushing you
2: all. <laughs> I, I, I think that was like. I think there was like a couple of board games like that. I remember Turner's Attack and there was a, a a car racing game where like once somebody got onto the next board or would get onto the next board and they just took off the back end and if you were there on it. the back piece then that's <laughs> it mate. Sorry, game over. Yeah. Well
1: anyway, I think that's the end of our favourite game in all the world with Dom getting 10 points for getting that last one spot on. Oops. Hey! I think we can declare oh, him the winner this week Congratulations Dom yes. your, uh, trophy, your trophy well, is you. in the post Yes that's it's, that's special, it's not a trophy, it's a hat It's a special hat He's <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs>
3: looking disappointed now That's, that's the, very Warhammer <laughs> I think
2: <laughs> Hello there I hear of the greatest druid in town
1: Indeed I am, sir. How can I help?
2: I wish to order a plague upon my enemies.
1: That's what we do here at Pestilence Incorporated, sir. What did you have in mind?
2: Well, I was thinking a nice case of the Black Death would do the trick, oh wizard of nature. Ah, no can do, sir.
1: Last batch expired 300 years ago.
2: Does it now? Oh, well... How about a little outbreak of zombie fever? Oh, they outlawed that
1: one last year, sir.
2: How unfortunate. Never mind, in that case, may I requisition a lovely plague of locusts, good prognosticator? At this time
1: of year, sir, locusts simply can't perform in winter.
2: I see, I see. Well then, Sir majors, let's go with a spot of wailing sickness, if you please.
1: Uh, Wait a minute, sir. Uh, oh, ah, oh, no, no oh, sorry. Uh, we, we had a little dish of it, but uh, uh, it, seems, it seems the cat ate it.
2: Did it now? We're not doing very well here, are we? Uh, no, no, sir. We are the best provider of natural endemics in the district. Apart from the lack of any actual endemics, you say? We've never had any complaints, sir. Very well, young soothsayer.
0: I'm 96.
2: Just take the compliment. Oh, very good, sir. I'd like to order a few creeping parasites, if I may.
1: Uh, very good, sir. We should have some in next Tuesday. No, that's no good, is it? Well, I couldn't say, sir.
2: Well then, young seer or seeress, what about a darling little quiver of salt plague? Uh, I just went out, sir. Creeping chills? Uh, only
1: on Thursdays. Scarlet Melody? Uh, sorry, sir.
2: Devil rot, white fog, worm flu, more plague
1: really accustomed to this claim,
2: sir. Look, sir Evocateur, I'm really rather running out of patience.
1: We do have the widest selection of contagions, infections, infestations, pandemics, scourges and afflictions in the county, sir.
2: Yeah, so your science says. Yet you seem to be remarkably lacking in any of them.
1: Ah, uh, You haven't asked about natural disasters yet, sir. I see. Uh, we have a discount on tidal waves right now, sir.
2: Very well then, good sorcerer. May I purchase from you one tidal wave to go?
1: Ah, uh, Maybe just on the last one, sir.
2: Well, of course you did. Well, how about a charming little earthquake or two?
1: Uh, sorry, sir. We, we had one, but it escaped. It escaped?
2: Yes. Yeah, uh, tricky little devils, those earthquakes. Are they now? Uh, they are, sir. A hurricane? Nope.
1: Drought? Uh, sorry. Volcano? Um, uh, no, sorry. Flood. Against our policy, sir. No.
2: Tsunami. Tornado. Avalanche.
0: Uh, let me check. Uh,
2: no, no, out of stock, sir. Meteor strike. Supernova. Gamma ray burst. Uh,
1: delivery next week, sir.
2: Look, which are you even a druid at all?
1: A druid, sir? Yes,
2: you said you were the finest druid in all the land.
1: Ah, uh, no, sir, I'm a bard. Can you tell for my loot? I hate you. Right then, shall, shall we talk about right. some
2: Cubicle 7? Oh, good. Just no, mad? Yeah, why not? We've, we've, got. we've got Warhammer <laughs> Fantasy Roleplay, Age of Sigmar, and Warhammer 40,000, otherwise known has Warhammer mm-hmm. 40k. Yes. Uh, which is also known as Wrath and Glory. So, right, we've got three distinct and separate concepts... <laughs> Let's yes. it for our
1: listeners. Oh, should we start should we start with Sigma yeah, just Sigma. because some news came out this week about Sigma. Uh yeah, absolutely. A- Age, Age of Sigmar, Sigma, yes. yes. Sorry, Age of Sigmar, Following
2: yeah. on in the continuity from the Warhammer Fantasy roleplay. Yes. yes.
1: yes. And the full name is uh, Age of f- Sigmar Soulbound, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah.
3: That's right. Yes. Yeah. So that's the the take we have on uh, on Age of Sigmar is uh, that you are playing mm. the Soulbound. Um where uh, in in um, the Age of Sigma, things have not gone well. The Chaos had uh, taken over pretty much all of the mortal realms. Then Sigmar led his big fight back against that with the Stormcast Eternals. And, but, uh, so
2: Sig- Sigmar's like a human figure who's ascended to godhood and then comes back to go against Chaos, which are the literal forces of sort of demons and all different sorts of flavors of the so-called ruinous powers that are rampaging. That's right. Haven't
3: yeah, yep, that's right. The, uh, the fight back started and mm-hmm. uh, they started making inroads. The problems started occurring when Nagash, who's the god of the dead, mm-hmm. uh, realized that uh, Sigmar had been stealing all of these souls that were his rightful, uh, the, the uh, god of the dead Nagash's mm-hmm. rightful due and yeah. Forging the them into the Stormcast. Storm he what, was sort of a leech, wasn't he? And now he's
2: sort of... Uh, so Gash has also become a god and then come yeah. back. that like, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah,
3: that's right. Um, mm-hmm. And he's furious. Now, originally yeah. they were allies. Um, so oh, there's right. been not some sort of like history of betrayal Ooh. and things like that. Ooh. Nice. Uh, but he was very upset uh, at all of his souls being stolen um, yeah. by Sigmar and other, other things that he did not like going on.
0: Uh, so... it, Not <laughs> <still>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, he's uh, unleashed his own devastating plans. Um, oh. uh, the, the Necroquake, which is one of my favourite right. event names ever. Um, yeah. So uh, that has been a further setback to Sigmar's plan. So you, mm. you've gone from a, a big sort of like build-up to the, the fight back, um, mm. and then all of a sudden uh, Sigmar and the, uh, the forces of order have been pitted against a lot mm. more than they were bargaining for. Right. So uh, there is a lot of stuff that needs doing. Um, the, uh, the, the fight back is you know, on, a, on a knife edge. Um, I mean, really all you've got is, is beachheads in the um, mm. mortal realms. Uh, there's, there's sort of the first sort of cities are there, um, but um, there's um, it's, it's right. pinpricks of light. Right. Um, but there's so much that needs doing, and that's where the Soul Band come in. So you're um, it's a, an, a revived order from the Age of Myth. You're playing these people who, who are basically taking a vow and align with the mortal realms to to um, help fight back against uh, the forces of everything mm. that's assailing them. Uh, so you're filling the gaps where you know it's going to be impractical or maybe they're stretched too thin, so the forces of order are stretched too thin to, to do something. The soul band will go and uh, do, uh, cool. do what it needs to do. So, so I think yeah. when you were
1: last on, you mentioned that the system you're using was a bit more heroic than the Warhammer Fantasy mm-hmm. roleplay system. Can you sort of talk a little bit about the system
0: yeah. itself?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So it's a D6 dice pool uh, system we have um, a bit of variable difficulty in there and um, then numbers of successes as well that you're uh, that rolling for. So it's, it's um, in terms of the, uh, the, the what you're rolling, um, anybody who's played uh, H-Sigma will be familiar with that kind of, you know, you're rolling d6s and seeing if you have succeeded and then there's a how well you've succeeded as well. Yeah, so
2: there. you've got like a, an attribute on your creatures and skills and the numbers that you have there, the number of dice you roll, yeah. Uh, that's your basic yeah, that's bicycle. right. And the difficulty, it's like, what's it? The average is, I think, th- was it three, the difficulty number? Uh, four. Or four. Yeah. You have to, the, what is it, if you roll a, is it? If you roll a six, that's a success, isn't it? Was is it five or six?
3: It is a, um, depends on how good you are compared to what's going on. So, yes, yeah, um, so because you've got the focuses as well. Yeah. that's right. Yes, so yeah. you've got um, you're running the dice, so you've got, you've got training which gives you the extra dice on your skill roll, and then you've got yeah. focuses that give you uh, the ability to adjust a die roll. Yeah, um, so uh, if, so you've, if got you've got a focus
2: got, of yeah, you've got a handful of dice, and then if yeah. you've got the focus, then it decreases or it decreases the number you have to roll on these dice to get the success.
3: That's right. Yep.
2: Yeah, and it becomes really um, easy to count it up because um, I'm yeah. aware some of our listeners may never have seen a game that isn't a d20 system
3: no absolutely so yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you'll you'll be you'll you'll have a number that you're you're trying to roll on your dice yes. um and you'll have um uh, depending on the difficulty of the task you'll have a number of successes that you need to get so sometimes it's just you, you need to get one so as if you look if you're a uh, difficulty of four uh you're rolling four dice as long as you're a four on one of those you know mm. something pretty easy then yeah you're all right um, and then sometimes you'll need two, sometimes you'll need three, depending on the. It, it's it's a nice way of giving uh, the GM a few, uh, two, you have know, a few different levers, um, and then with the player choosing the focus, there's the um, the ability there to yeah to tweak them. I don't. I'm still. We've obviously been playtesting a lot, but the um, I'm still torn every time it comes to right. Again, am I going to get an extra die in this, or am I going to go for the, mm. the ability to oh, to tweak yeah, it? Yeah. 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 Oh, the, yeah. It's interesting, yeah, yeah. It does give you some some really good choices as, a, as a, when you're making your character. So what, what sort of characters
1: are you going to play in this? What are the sort of range of, uh, of occupations or roles
3: that you're going to be playing? So there's loads of archetypes that you can choose from. Um, and we've been trialling, though. What's trialling? We've been trailing, that's the word. We've been Nest. showing
0: people.
3: That that's, <laughs> that's an even better word. Uh, they're the ones that we've been uh, showing off on the website. So if you look on the... Uh, the Age of Sigmar news on cubicle7games.com, mm-hmm. then uh, you'll see a load of them there. Yeah, I'm trying to remember now what I've been playing. Most, I've actually, it's a good mix of, I've had some some Stormcast Eternal characters. I have a good fun with those. Um, I love playing the, um, yeah, it's, the, the Stormcast, with the Soulbound, they're a little bit different because they, they've kind of been claimed yeah. by Sigmar already. Yeah. So you're kind of, you're, you're part of like the Soulbound group, but you're not, as bound to the others mm. as they are to each other, so I find that quite an interesting tension. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've
2: not heard the phrase "Stormcast Eternal" because I'm so out of date on my Warhammer lore. Mm. Shocking! I need to go on refresh. refresher course, said, yeah, this could be my opportunity. I think we have uh, "Stormcast that. Eternal."
3: So, Stormcast Eternals are heroes from across the ages. Uh, who um have been facing when facing a um an existential threat you know when facing they're just about to make their last stand um have appealed to sigma not mm. to save them but to give them strength yeah, to right. fight and okay. yeah Get the job, so um that has that those sigma's been uh, scouring the ages for for those heroes who um uh, have hmm. what he's looking for um, right and around. at that moment, uh, they get summoned up to, uh, to Azaheim uh, in a lightning bolt um, where they are reforged into so it's the point of death. Basically, these heroes um, plucked out of whatever situ- situation they were in. Uh, they find themselves in Azaheim, which is uh, the, um, uh, where Sigmar, mm-hmm. uh, Sigmar's realm. Uh, it was sounds here, like there's um, a lot of analogy to
2: like, sort of the Norse afterlife.
3: Yeah, there's right. definitely a lot of that stuff mixed in. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're reforged into Stormcast Eternals, uh, which are um, very uh, tough hmm. doughty warriors. Um, there's a, a range of different specialisms they have as well. Like the... Um, I actually remember I'm getting all these right, but the, um, the Venators of the Winged ones. <laughs> they're my favorite. I like being able right. to fly in games. Yeah. Like, I haven't had enough flying characters, so uh, yeah, I've been enjoying those. Yeah. Um the, uh, but anyway, so the, this uh, the, the reforging process is horrific and very painful, and then uh, your duty is to go and fight mm. uh, for Sigma. Now, when um, at the point of death, if you die as a as a, as a Stormcast Eternal, Sigma plucks you back, uh, where you get reforged again and sent out for mm. more of the fighting. So, uh, yes, there's uh, some interesting things going on with that as well. You know, there got lots of characters who maybe weren't 100% happy with being (laughs) blocked out of their valiant last stand, defending their family from the forces of chaos. Um, Or um, you've got, uh, as uh, they've just found out as well, that as uh, as the Stormcast are being reforged again and again and again, they're losing a little bit of their... Identity. Yeah, identity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And in some cases, their humanity as well. So... uh, you um yeah, there's lots of interesting things there about okay, these are the forces of order, but are they mm. are they good? You know, are are they, the <laughs> means justify the
2: end, certainly. Exactly, yeah. that um, must be a very traumatic experience, one would imagine. It's yeah. Like, get almost killed, get killed, get killed again, rinse and repeat as necessary. That's going to be mm. unpleasant.
1: Yeah. No, it's not an no, no, idea. No, no. um, so what, what sort of adventures would, would you expect to have sort of uh, I mean a, it sounds very battlefronty there the way you're describing it, but are there are there's a sort of variety
3: in types of adventures you might be involved in. Oh yeah, I'm giving completely the wrong impression there by obsessing on Stormcast Eternal so The um uh, there, there are small parts of the characters yeah. that you can play. So, um you've got there's the uh the Silver Nath, big um, uh, I'm just getting the list in front of me, I have always things you've got the earth of the Elves, um, that uh, were hidden from um, mm. uh, Slanesh, one of the chaos gods who ate all the uh, elves at the end of the, mm. uh, the world that was. Right. So, uh, Teclis was hiding people from, um, or hiding some, some elves trying to sneak them out. Uh, they're the ones, I don't know if you've seen them, the ones riding the right, giant yes. turtles and sharks. and yes, the, uh,
1: yeah. I think we mentioned the
3: uh, elves riding sharks last time,
0: actually.
3: Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, uh, so you've got you've got the Kermoth Hunter, who's um, huge tree guys. They are um, they're they're great fun to play. They're just like enormous, kind of squashy, stompy, mm-hmm. shooty things. haradron overlords. Uh, they are uh, Dwardin. They uh, they have um, a lot of kind of um, steampunky kind of um, weapons and equipment, and they ride uh, all around on airships. There's I I have seen some dwarfs.
2: With personal hot air balloons and Gatling guns. Last that's
3: time them. Yeah. The
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the electric
3: They yeah. are fantastic.
2: <laughs> I, I got outside, I was like looking at them, thinking, "Oh, I have a lot of them painted plastic."
3: But sure. <laughs> I <could afford> more. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah, absolutely. The airships are fantastic. Um, and yeah, like you say, the um, the, the sky riggers. Um, yeah, they're great. Um, and they can make stuff as well. You, you've got uh, the, What? What? Um, the, the sort of the evolution from dwarves into duaging with the, the, the mm-hmm. Age of Sigma. There's a couple of different kind of um, types that have that have come out. You've got the fire slayers as well, which are. Um, do you remember the old troll slayers and giant slayers um, and dragon slayers from the um, the old world? Uh, the, the big um, yes, the ancient, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Axe wielding, yeah I got Trek. so the the um the fire layers of those uh just turned up to 11 absolutely um, ferocious um yeah there's i mean there's a lot more to them than that but so uh, yeah, you can see the uh evolution of the the, the um, mm. where they come from I'm just looking at the
1: awesome map actually which uh, you released a map I think it was yesterday wasn't it on, on, on your website so we've got this great big uh yeah. map of the uh, great parch by um jared blando who uh did, you, yep. did you do your um uh middle earth map as well yeah yeah remember that one too yes. Yeah, yeah gorgeous 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 stuff yeah. and then just look at this map so detailed
3: Lovely, and it? so it means- colorful and massive Yes, yeah. oh, Jared's fantastic. It's yeah. uh, it's been great working. Yeah.
1: So, what, what's the great Parch? Is that kind of like the main the main
3: setting of the Age of Sigmar? That's where we're starting uh, starting off. So you've got uh, the yeah. um, the mortal realms, and one of those is Akshi, and Great Parch is a mm. small part of Akshi. So uh, each of the mortal realms is um, has its own sort of tie, its mm. own uh, magic type. Um, uh, it is the realm of um, so actually um, fire yeah the realm of fire and um, yeah they 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 kind of like they describe practically right. infinite. They do have edges, mm-hmm. but you're never going to get anywhere near it yeah. um, because the magic gets more and more intense as you get further to the the edges right. of the uh, of each realm. So these are just the local the, pole. It were. yeah yeah i mean so in most of them actually there's there's an exception but the um with most of them the closer you are to the middle sort of like the normal rules of physics would mm. mostly apply um so the great parches um yeah, yeah. most things would behave as you as you would expect
2: um, i mean i'm they actually still have,
3: loving the names
2: on there so it's like the ocean of swords the vitriol sea i'm like that's lots of it's right next to sulfuria, so I'm like, yeah, sulfuric <laughs> yeah. acid, that's a lot of. That's one of the best things focus. about
1: maps, looking at <laughs> um, them and just seeing the, especially when you're not super familiar with the setting, and you see all these evoc- evocative names, and your, ma- your imagination just kind of, you know, runs away with you, and you wonder what might be right. there. You know, it's like that Here Be dragons thing, isn't it? You don't, you don't necessarily know what it yeah. is, but the name just calls to you, and you just need to find out. Yes. Like yeah, yes. especially on a map like this, yeah. which is so detailed and colourful, it's gorgeous.
3: Yeah, I love the polychromatics. It's <laughs> yeah. one of my favourite favourites. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it, um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I think one of the um, uh, when the Age of Sigma first came out, um, I, don't know, I picked up my copy and um, I, I, I flipped it open. It was the first map I came across. Was uh, you had um, uh, the the wonderful floating, beautiful. Islands, waterfalls flowing down on one side, and then kind of like its mirror image on the other side of the map was um, ones that had been infested with uh, by Nurgle, um, and it was just like Mm. pus and ooze waterfalls coming off these (laughs) festering islands that are floating around the place. There's like a greater demon with its guts in the (laughs) river. It was a landmark. (laughs) This is different. Why (laughs) do evil evil beings always seem like pus and slime and stuff like that?
1: I mean, if I was eating, I'm <laughs> sure I still wouldn't like putty and slime
3: very much. I would still have some I hygiene, hygiene standards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it's one of the your inversion, isn't it? Is one of the um, what, 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 one of the strongest tools yeah, for, for signaling, the, yeah. isn't it? To, you know, whatever the the opposite of of, of what what, a, what a, a normal whatever that means personal person would mm. uh, would object to, or would be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's definitely a um, uh, the the chaos gods tend yeah. to go in for those.
1: But so how much can you say about <laughs> the schedule on this? I know you can't give a release date at the moment,
3: but where where sort mm. of are you in the process? Not yet, no. Uh, so we we're very close yeah. to being done. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think as a company, also as as a publisher personally, it, it's always a challenge that kind of lane like, of you know, the the um, being able to to get things out. In, in a way that you can identify nine mm. months previously um, in terms of timeline and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's, a, it's always a challenge. Um, and I think you know we, we, we do tend to approach these things, because, again, because we mm. love them and we're really invested in the games um, that we're making. We want to make them as as, uh, as as well as possible and only make them be as good as possible. The, we, we're much more focused on quality and getting them right than we are about yes. yeah. working to a timeline. Um, and when it you know, when when it comes to the stage where one of those has got to go, it's always the timeline that goes. Rather than making any comp. Now, the 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 other way of saying that is, or uh, the, the other approach to that would be to say that you know, the constraints are what provide creative impulse. Yeah, um, absolutely. And you know, working to those timelines. You know, maybe if we were a little bit more. Strict mm. with ourselves about those, we'd f- we'd find a way to to make it all work on time. So yeah, who knows? But <laughs> I'm still struggling. with that. well, that's yeah. A lot well, of I I, into uh, I just I don't, don't give deadlines uh, at all. I, I release dates at all. I just refuse to give them. Out. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. stopped now. Yeah, we used to because we just realised we were making sticks and giving them. To yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was all self inflicted, yeah. I mean, you know, and and, and it's um I absolutely appreciate everybody's passion and all the rest of it. You know, it, it's um, what am I trying to say? It's it's not like a, a complaint. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you can I, actually. Sometimes you can feel it. it's a bit like, oh, this feels really unfair. While people are having to go in this on the internet, we're doing our best kind of thing. But I do also totally um, appreciate yeah. that passion, and it comes from the you know the best of. But places you want to get it, it right, it. and if it takes a bit longer to do that, then
1: you'd rather spend the time yeah. and make sure that the final product is is the product you want to release, not. You know yeah not, exactly. not be held yeah. to some arbitrary deadline which you came up with
3: a year before yeah yeah, yeah. definitely the uh, now and I'm saying that we you know that part of what i've been doing over the last few years is is trying to get human consent into a place where we can do both where we can we can you know, continue to to produce the, the all the good stuff that we've been producing but also be able to do it a you year know, much more closely mm. to schedule, um, so uh, yeah, no, I've been spending a lot of time building up our capacity, building up the team here, um, so that uh, yeah, we can get that holy yeah. grail. <laughs> so,
1: so, are we talking what weeks, months, years? What I mean, are we talking this year?
3: Definitely this oh, year. Yeah? yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, the um, we are where are we now? 28th
0: of February.
3: Yeah, we're talking weeks.
0: Oh, okay, that um, comes. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was, I, was um, thinking, yeah I, was I was thinking summer here. I was in my head for some reason. It was further away.
3: <laughs> so, oh, weeks. No. So yeah, for, for um, obviously that's for PDF release. Yeah, um, and then print flows from that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm not going to say how many weeks, but um, it, it's, it is. It's, but we're it is not, a we're of not weeks. too far. Yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <fine> yeah. <laughs> yeah, number of weeks yeah. shouldn't be in shouldn't be in double figures. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, so, for the whole uh, Age of Sigma thing, you've got a core
3: rule mm. coming out. Have you got other stuff lined up yet? Yeah, um, definitely. So the uh, no, I, I, this is where I think I get it. sometimes I, I can get a bit sketchy on um, on some details where things have changed. The, 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 one part of what we've or what I've been doing with you for some of the last few years is bringing in producers for each of the game lines. Yes. So Emmett Byrne is um, Age of Sigma producer. So um, he'd have all of this stuff off mm. uh, off pat, but uh, sometimes I'm sort of like a, a step or two if I haven't had an update. So, uh, so you're not too so so you're not too micromanaging then, is yeah. I, I am, but but I think because I'm quite. Because I'm spread across all the lines, mm. um, sometimes one thing pushes out another. Yeah, <laughs> as our favourite barman might say. <laughs> uh, there is, yeah, loads planned for Age of Sigma. Um, we've got a fantastic campaign which I'm uh, looking forward to sharing more details of. Okay, um, that's going to be very exciting, and um, yeah, yeah, I think that's going to be that, that one's going to um, uh, be really, really good fun. Uh, we have the, the usual kind of mix of stuff that you'd be looking for. Screens some and stuff. Really like, um and it's one thing that we are still tying down. So the starter set's gonna be a few months after the um the rule book. Mm-hmm. So we're still we're still filling our dice at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we'll have some nice dice though. Yeah. And then there's, there's adventure scenarios, um, and source books and um, yeah, campaigns. Lots planned. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think, and again, that's one of the um, when, when you're a smaller RPG publisher, especially. I think that you can everything goes in all all the efforts going into the core rulebook, um, and then it's hard to make sure that you've got that support support supplementary yeah, yeah. stuff. Well, especially when
1: you're doing multiple lines like you are. I mean, I I struggle with it with just you know like one or two things, but you're yeah. doing you're doing so much, you know, so many more things. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it's it's definitely a, like a struggle. To yeah. try
3: so to, then again, you've got, and, and, you've got
1: like, how many staff and, have you got over there now? You said thirteen or something, else. Yeah, Tell so in,
3: in the office, and then um, we we're, we're at twenty um, once you include the the full time um, remote workers as yeah. so, well. and then and then all the freelancers um, as well. We've got um, some, uh, lots of great freelance mm. talent. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So, so did it, when you moved
1: over to Ireland, because you went from Spindon mm. to Ireland, did staff go with you, or did you have to sort of rebuild
3: like the, the direct office staff again over? Kind of a mix. So the the direct office staff, yeah. We, we had somebody kept the um, yeah Becky kept the UK office going um, for a, a little while afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and then a mix really. You know, some people stayed um, stayed involved, but because we we were. Primarily um, a remote working company mm. while we were in the UK. I mean, really, it got to the point where I realised that I'd, I felt like I'd gone as far as I could with um, a mostly remote working structure. Mm. I, I I wanted to have you know, build up the on site. Sure. Studio. Yeah. Now um, I can
1: understand. I mean, what would you say the strengths of a remote or a, an, an actual on site, as mm-hmm. you say, studio with people like in the same room as you? who you can call over to and say, hey, how's that PDF coming along? Or what's going on with this? As opposed to a remote working thing where yeah. you can email someone and get a reply
3: back the next day. And, and the same conversation, which would take five minutes yeah. in person, takes a week. Yes. That's true there's a lot of that I think being able to physically get around a table um, and thrash stuff out yeah. is, is really really important um, the um, yeah play tests certainly are a, a lot more easily with the team when we can get everybody around a table mm-hmm. now our, we, we generally have um, our TS phones in all of Google hangouts in on play tests from um, East in California mm. um, so we still have that mix yeah um, but, uh, yeah, I, f- I find it's it's, uh, it's easier. And, and there's an element of personal working style there as well, of course. You know, some people vastly prefer remote working, mm. um, and that's, that suits their personal style more. I think, for me, I like to be able to sit with somebody, and I like us to be able to point at screens and, and go, oh, that should yeah. be a little bit more of a – we need a skull brooch there. <laughs> yeah, well, also, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot
1: easier to explain something yeah. like that as well. When yeah. you try to say that in an email – that's yeah. a that's a little harder to do, isn't
3: it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, and there's 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 strengths with remote working as well. You know, I think that um, you can be distracted in, in, when you're all in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there can be a bit more. You know, you, you chat about stuff a bit more. There's a bit more of that, um, uh, which is all good team building stuff as well, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, I still find you know sometimes if I I find with writing then working from home to just get my head down and, and concentrate on getting that, one yeah. thing done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Writing um I mean some other things as well that I just wanna yeah, get get um, head down with and um that's, that's still got that strength, and anyway, you know, I'm lucky to have that flexibility. Yeah. So, how much writing do you, do you actually get to do these days? Um, not as much as I'd like, um, and I, I think the, the um, I, I think and I think I'm getting my head around the fact that um, I actually do have on <laughs> <right> here, <Yeah. laughs> and apparently that's a yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, asshole. yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm still trying to make sure that I, I keep my hand in. So I, mean, I think that the um, in recent times, my, the the favourite bits of writing that I've done, um, the intro to warhammer fantasy mm-hmm. Roleplay, um we've got the, those lovely double page spreads um and i did a, um, a so sort of, it was a journey from the um the extremities of the empire through to the mm. center uh through to, to the to the city uh each one of those like you start off at a border outpost and then you go to a village and then there's a, a, you a riverboat barge I'm heading down to the, the city and i did a um uh, two bits of uh, of writing for for each of them. The first one was like the propaganda piece of you know how amazing his uh, um, Imperial Excellency Karl yeah. Franz's, villages, the heart of his you know the empire, um, how well he looks after them, and blah and blah. And then a more pragmatic kind of like cynical take mm-hmm. on it as well. I had great fun. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what am I writing on? Late. I've just done a. Um, a bit for the introduction to the new Wrath and Glory, which is mm-hmm. good fun. So, basically, the moment is just cherry Yeah, that's <laughs> But, uh, yes, uh, the bits that I definitely want to, want yeah. to do. Uh, you know. I mean, yeah, myself. For me, it's uh,
1: because I can have sort of people working on Judge Dread and stuff like that, it allows me to do my little passion projects, like Soul Space and things like that, and just keep them to myself, yeah. and have a bit of fun yep. with that, and take Take the time over them and just make them the the, the thing that you
3: know. I make them for myself, and I make the product that I want, Yeah. and I hope that other people want it. Yeah, as well. I really. It's. I think you know. I I do think it's important. I mean, for my, I think the um, the um, I, I've always tried to keep yeah some bits for me. I'm working on something at the moment that's a um, completely unrelated to. Uh, some of the, 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 the licenses mm. that we're working on, um, just sort of like a little project for me. So yeah, I think it's important to, you know, to keep your hand in as well. But also, you know, it, it's a um, it's a it's a nice little reminder of why you did it in the first place as well. Yeah, I think it's it's nice to be able mm. to do those things. And, you know, and sometimes it's just it's there's so much to do that it's there's no yeah. time for that. But. Uh, but I, I miss it if it's too long. Sure. <laughs> How do you balance
1: the sort of uh, licenses on the one hand, which are sort of high profile, lucrative, um, you know, and, you know, they, they get the company a lot of attention and things like that. But then also stuff where you want yeah. to be developing your own IP. Uh,
3: yeah. And you want to be doing both of those things. How do you sort of manage that balance? Yeah, I think that depends on uh, you know what licenses you've yeah. got at the time, what the balance of them is, um, how much of everybody's time it's taking to to work on those. I mean, we're really lucky in that we have licenses that that, that we all mm. love, so the you know we're, we're getting that that creation itch yeah. scratched <laughs> with the, with the licenses. So, uh, and I think as as a as you say, you know, when you're building a company, licenses um, give you a shortcut to, to the that mm. audience and um, they give you, um, they, they give you a wider reach quicker mm. than, than developing your own IP you developing your own IP is a much longer uh, mm. process. And um, yeah, so it kind of depends on what you, what, what you're trying to achieve as well. You know, what, what, yeah. what you want to do. You know, I think that the, the what I want to do with, with cubicle seven um, is to tell excellent I'm crap at these sentences things, aren't I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you uh, know what, what I'm trying to
3: do uh, with Cubicle Seven uh, is um, d- develop a, a team here that uh, helps people have amazing experiences um, through yeah. through interactive narrative things. You know, no matter what they are. You know, obviously we'll be, yeah. it's, it's uh, yeah. Obviously, you do card games as well, and yeah, do, yeah, and, and stuff like yep. that. So um, yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to do, and I think that the, the the licenses that we're working on, the properties that we're working on, are just fantastic um, and really, really good um, things for us to be doing. And, and because we've got a few, you know a few licenses at the moment, that's that's taking up a lot of our time, um, sure, yeah. and bandwidth, which is you know absolutely fine. I All mean, well, we licenses are, we are...
1: come with pressure as well, though, don't they? Because yes, yeah, you've got to get them right, yeah, because it's not it's not your toy to play with really you're playing yeah, with someone absolutely. else's toy box and,
3: right? and again we've been lucky I think in, in the, the the license laws that we've worked with have been great um, yeah so uh yeah we, we've had um um you know very little um problem I mean, there, there always will be and I think you know that's the um what you've got to keep in mind as well is, is like you say it's not yours um, mm. there's going to be a problem there's going to be problems that are going to come that, that you'll have to navigate um, you'll have to be making sure that you're you're doing things right, um, mm. and sometimes there's just like business things that happen that mean that it stops. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. and pretty much all licenses stop eventually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have to, don't they? Yeah, yeah definitely. Which is uh, which is it is, yeah, well, it is. Know. And I think um, you know, we we've always had really good relationships with um, licensors as well. Mm. So, um, I, which I think. um is yeah, you know, it's great um and uh, but but it's uh, i mean obviously we've had the recent reminder that, you know sometimes things will come to an end and uh that's yeah you know like i said it's we we do this because we love it uh we love the properties we love we love games hmm. but there's a business side to it as well and you know if, if that doesn't work then and it, and it won't all the time you know, well you can you can, in,
1: you can insulate yourself a little bit by the way you've just got several you've got you know games workshop you've got the bbc you've yeah. got various things so
0: yeah
3: so no, no there's um, there's not much that I can say, it's, uh, you know, what, what as to why uh, we terminated um, that agreement. But mm. uh, um, yeah, it, it's yeah. Um, yeah. I think as I was saying before, yeah, we, we we love uh, we love the properties that we work on, and we we love yeah. the games. And it's but sometimes the business side of things doesn't work out. Sometimes um, you just have to make the hard decisions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, and um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, sure. Let's, let's move
2: on sure. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So um, we've talked about Age of Sigmar and how mm. it's different from Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Um, but what is what's the Cubicle Seven? Um, what what things have you brought to the much beloved and quite venerable property of Warhammer Fantasy mm. Roleplay? What's the what's the Cubicle Seven thing?
3: What's the ah, added magic? Um, I problem? think um,
1: that's a really good question. This Dom, Dom comes down to your house and narrates the entire book to you in his
3: dulcet tones. <laughs> no, I, I just, I basically just <laughs> blow a load of glitter I through you. That's, that. you.
0: <laughs> that's the added magic. <laughs>
3: so we've um, we've been having an absolute ball going through The Enemy Within with uh, Graham Davis so Hmm. Enemy Within uh, one of the most lauded fantasy role-playing campaigns of all time he was up there one of the all-time greats Mm-hmm. so uh, when we were we were looking at uh, what we would do with warhammer fantasy Roleplay, now we've we got loads of new stuff planned as well but one of the things that we really wanted to do especially with the, the 30th anniversary of the the campaign as well was mm-hmm. get um yeah you know, and and so the, some of the the older volumes um have been difficult to get hold of mm-hmm. and you know, we um we really wanted to to, to come revisit the campaign uh, represent it um, and you know, Graham Davis was, uh, was was happy to get involved which was absolutely amazing um, as one of the the authors on the the original campaign yeah um, and give it the the director's cut treatment so mm. uh, yeah, yeah sort of re-edit it to be yeah, 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 the yeah yeah there's it practice, is is, is it's quite practice, different, right? then,
1: to the original? Uh, lots,
2: lots well, of systems, um,
3: systems. I think that the... Um, as graham has been saying, is it taking advantage of 30 years of playtesting? Right. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. So uh, <laughs> I, I think that the biggest thing that people will notice yeah. is that we've got these gronyard boxes, which are... Um, present loads of different options. So the other thing with, you know, with a well-loved campaign like The Enemy Within is that lots of people have played it. So yes. um, the, we wanted to, Graham you know, oh. wanted to build in a load of uh, suggestions and options for um, completely changing it. So um, you, the you going to be swapping out um, who is the antagonist in a certain part, or um, well,
1: there's a uh, uh, um, sort of the, the the last adventure of the original campaign. I know some people who occasionally sort of said it may be a, a little anticlimactic.
3: Oh, the, the part five, the yeah, um, yeah the um. Empire and Flames. Yes. Um, I was, think there was, wasn't
1: there like a fan version yes. of it
3: that someone, I can't remember now. Yeah, I think Warhammer's always had a huge fan community who've been you know, producing a load of great stuff. Yeah, there, there's um, there's lots of stuff and I think there were there were plans uh, for Hogshead to do part five again and... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's
1: what I was, yeah, that's what I was remembering actually.
3: Yeah. yeah sorry, yeah. So yeah. We, we, we've done is, it, it's, it's, it's an all new part four and five. Uh, right. Okay. So we've got the uh, parts One, Two, Three. Uh, part four of the Enemy Within was something watching in Kislev, um, there was loads of great stuff in that. But it, but some people felt that it took it off in a bit of a different direction. Um, yes, so, it was like a side quest, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the uh, the part four that we are doing is um, builds on some of the plans that uh, people had at the time. Right. Okay. So is it the, uh, s- the
1: same same name though, is it? No. Nope. Same- Oh, to- oh, totally different thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: right. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, four and five will be different. Yes. Yeah, so are they? Few. Are they? Are they currently secret? Then? Um, I can totally remember. <laughs> That's not the <quite> Horn <laughs> <much. laughs> The horned Rat is part four, uh-huh. um, and yeah, enemy in ruins. So yeah, empire and ruins. So All right. Part five. So uh, if they're not secret now, I'm pretty sure they're not secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where, where, so where where are we on the uh, sort of production schedule cuz first one's coming out, out-, out- soon? Through of the the book the, the interiors so um the uh, I believe that there um there's a load of those on a truck going to Germany to have some Ooh. things done to them to turn them into the collector's edition uh and uh once we've got those blocks Yeah, we're just checking those. Once we say they're okay, then the binding starts on the standard edition. So, yeah, we're really Mm. in the middle of the process at the moment. So we don't have a firm ETA on when they will arrive here. It's, uh, yeah, the the, the printers are doing their thing. Right. So are we talking weeks again? Uh, Oh, no, it should be, I reckon... Again, it's all these, these little various things. lunchtime when, you say? Right, two to three weeks, is not it? Two to three weeks. <laughs> 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 Everything takes two to three weeks. Um, I think, yeah, it, it's uh, it's in progress. We, we'll we'll know soon. We'll, we'll we'll know rather than me making it up. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So so, so that's the part 20, one. Yeah, that's 20 20 part two. one coming. So two is going to be a bit behind
3: that. Um, that one is uh, we should have a PDF of that in. Uh, well, it's been pulled together at the moment, so mm-hmm. um, it should be two I think it's in the early stages of the layout. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, getting there. The uh, And they should, after that, be... Um, two months, I think. Two to mm. three months, something like that. So um, we're, we've... Um, What's the, yeah. See again sentences. <laughs> Words wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we're, we're hard at work on them. Uh, loads of art coming in. Uh, loads of uh, yeah, but most of the most of the writing is complete. Actually, yes. It's just the the um, the last part that's being uh, completed. with writing at the moment. So. Wonderful. Uh, we're, we're well in hand, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get through them in, in, in fairly short order.
1: As you, you mentioned a, a couple of moments ago, you mentioned the standard edition, and of course you mentioned the collector's edition. Mm. I just wanted to talk about the collector's edition for a moment yeah. uh, um, because this is um, it's priced astonishingly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> in my head, I've got yeah. 750
3: pounds. It's about 700 short. quid, isn't it? Something like that? $750. Uh, $750. Oh, um, $750. Okay. yeah. Now, now, to be fair, that's 10 books. Yeah. Right. And five packets of handouts, um, all in slip cases uh, hmm. and we've um, pulled out all the, uh, the stops on those. So they're... Um, uh, lots of foil stamping and mm. gorgeous design and bookmarks and page edges sound uh, gorgeous, printed yeah. And, yeah so that they are um, they're, they're pretty fancy but uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're not they're not cheap. I mean I tend to because um, you can spend all the money on doing collector's edition oh. stuff and, and mm. I love that stuff um oh. I've always had a, a soft spot for really nicely put together books um, a lot of the folio society um, oh, all We've oh, got like the little little bookmarks in it as well, like the friends.
2: Yeah,
3: I do have a soft spot for that, but um, yeah. the. I mean, also, you know, I, I know what it's like um, trying to save up for stuff like that as well. So yeah, I, I always try to aim for. Um, yes, it's absolutely a luxury, but um, the we, we, I tend to aim to keep to a budget of no more than twice as much as the standard. Mm. Um, so that's kinda of like the budget that I work with. And to be honest, we overspend on those. <laughs> but we keep it to that sort of
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: No more. I
3: think I think it might be competing for maybe the
1: most expensive RPG product. Discounting tables and you know, furniture and stuff. Yeah, maybe. yeah. <laughs> it beats it beats Invisible Sun, because about, yep. about five hundred
2: oh, or so, was it? Yeah, I think. So I think. What was what was that um like absolute doorstop of a thing? It's like from the mid two thousands. Like the biggest dungeon ever. Right, was, in the world's
1: largest dungeon. The world's largest dungeon. No, that was. That was, like, that that was, was only nice. like ninety nine dollars though. That wasn't. Nah, yeah, nice it was about hundred dollars. So yeah. It's not. It's not. And then of course there's Monty Cook's. Uh, Thomas 7? thing.
3: Oh, Tallest yeah. um, But yeah. that's that
1: again. Isn't
3: yeah. that was isn't huge, is not it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but no. Yes.
1: Ten, ten adventures and five packets of handouts and all that other stuff for seven hundred fifty. When you break it down.
3: Um,
2: yeah, you're talking yeah. sort of like yeah, you know about say five dollars books, pretty reasonable
3: actually for yeah. a really nice book as described. So yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's a lot of. I mean, it's it's five. Uh, we bundled it up in one thing because you know if people are going to be um, investing with us to that extent, then mm-hmm. I didn't want to make them click like fifteen times. So, <laughs> so yeah. we bundled up the the full set. I mean, as well, you know, I didn't want to um, to get uh, people into the position where you know if, if we just did it one collector's edition, you know, one volume at a time. Yeah. I you'd be so imagine if you missed out on part five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just oh no, that that makes me feel good. Cool, yeah. And then you're starting it. to eBay it, and you find it seven hundred and fifty quid just for that one part. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So I, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is a load of money, but. I, I wanted to give people the opportunity to not risk missing out on yeah, a bit, because yeah. that would, yeah, that would,
1: that would be. Uh, that does sound um, gorgeous, though. It sounds awesome Is that coming out in the same sort of timescale as the others, or is that coming
3: out late? Oh. Yeah, same timescale. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, that'll be sort of out part by part as it's uh, yeah. as it's released.
1: I always think Enemy Within is one of those campaigns that uh, if, if you have to make a Netflix TV show of one, that would be one of that would be on the shortlist.
0: Oh yes, I think definitely.
1: That Dragonlance um Masks of mia la 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 Flowtep. Yeah, yep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the horror that cannot be named. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there is there's definitely a short list, though, I think, of things yeah. that I would love to see, you know,
3: to give you yeah, that treatment. Definitely. I, I think that would be um that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? I didn't Dragonlance got a cartoon, I think seems to remember. Which one has? Um, Dragonlands wasn't there an animated? Oh yeah,
1: it was an animated film. Yeah,
3: mm. let's say it about that. The
2: period. some That over it and move on.
1: Really, <laughs> <laughs> we'll acknowledge its existence and move on. <laughs> Begrudgingly.
2: Begrudgingly.
1: <laughs> anyway, we do have to jump into uh, jump into the future very very quickly because we got forty yeah. uh, k to talk about.
2: Yep. Yes. Uh, we have yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Glory.
1: Wrath and Glory. Is it wrath yeah. or wrath? Roth and Glory. Because it's wrath. wrath of Khan, isn't it? Yes. Wrath of wrath Khan. and Glory. Wrath of, Khan. <laughs> I, yeah, wrath of I don't know. I think one of them's the American version and one's British, I think, isn't it? I uh, can't remember which uh, way round it is.
2: I think wrath is the noun and Roth is the adjective. Okay. I don't think I'm Roth with you, would mean I'm angry with you. Uh feel my wrath. Would indicate Oh, oh no, watching no, watching you're taking Roth on. as in a
1: different word. Yeah, but there's two right. pronunciations what? of W-R-A-T-H, one's American, one's Is British. It? Roth and Rath. Oh. Yeah. whats does that learn? Okay. <laughs> not that well, that's relevant like Roth, at all like to exactly. this conversation, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so where, where are we on where are we on forty K then? That's gotta be So, so close. Minute. So <laughs> close.
3: Yes, yeah, we're, we're um, that that one will be seeing a PDF release. Um, uh, yeah. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Avoiding dates, so we've got all these things that are literally just weeks away, just tantalisingly just over the horizon. I know, just just because someone was mean to me five years ago about release dates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that out, you know. I just, well, I didn't want to bring together. it up.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like I remember when I was throwing rotten tomatoes at you. Want? Yeah, I know.
3: They hurt. They sting. Ross. They sting.
1: Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um...
2: So with Wrath and Glory, it's um, a game where you can play as a Space Marine or an Imperial Guardsman. Yeah, there's a
3: huge, broad range of characters. Marines. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. Um, So the, the difference with, with Wrath and Glory, um, it, it's kind of like the story of what happens in um, an Imperial system when it's cut off. Um, you know, the, the big, uh, the Cicatrix Maledictum has opened up, which is a big... Mm-hmm. Breach between um, the warp and the um, and, and the, the real uh, universe, the, the material what we laughingly call reality. Yeah. Indeed,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, so you've got you know the the um, the, the the Imperium of Man, which you know, has wow. been in existence for, for um, what's it ten and a half idea. thousand years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: it, it's something like I don't I don't know when the wrath and glory thing is set, but yeah, yeah, you've got
0: uh, yeah
3: what, What's it first crusades was what the 30k's, the 30 Yeah, so the like mm. great crusades, uh, 30k's. So you, yeah. You're, um, you know, it's a very um, established uh place. There's you know, a lot of um, you know, fear keeping people in place, mm. um, fear of, of, of um, the threats internal and external, um, and but, the weight of thousands of years of tradition. Mm.
0: Um, oh, and all of a it's sudden, it's really
2: a parody of like uh, the fascist mindset where it's all about the total control and technology is just not understood. It's all treated by like,
3: people waving their hands and praying to the machines. Te- yeah, technology is essentially religion. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's all been, you know, the, the, uh, with being cut off from all of that um, yeah. and um, being cut off from the, uh, the, the, the psychic kind of um, be- system of beacons, the, the astronomicon, yeah. which yeah. Um, is how people get around, how people navigate. Yeah. And, uh, all of that's gone. Um, you will just suddenly, this system is cut off on its own. Um, and simultaneously, um, with, with the opening of this big rift, um, there's huge demonic incursions and uh, oh. lots of uh, horrible griblies pour out of the and, and attack oh. everything. And uh, so, yeah, so you have had this very traumatic event. You've got the system that was once part of a, a huge intergalactic em- galactic empire, suddenly could be on its own. It doesn't know if anybody else oh. is alive. It doesn't yeah. know if the rest of the Imperium is still there. Um, so there's, you know, the, what do they do? How, what happens next? Oh. Um, the only thing they know is that a rogue trader has somehow made it through the rift. And yeah. Nobody else can get in or out. This rogue trader, uh, Jackal Veronius, has appeared and he assures people that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the it's uh, all the still Imperial, right. yeah. It's all still there. Yeah, you've still got to behave. Yeah. You've still got to do what you're told. Mm. The, um, we, we, oh. we need to keep to our original structures. Um, oh, and I pretty much run this place now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've still got the um uh, the the Imperiums, you know, the, the governor, the yeah. the uh, the Lord Militant and, and people like that there. Oh. But uh, everything's changed. Um and, and whereas you know if you with forty uh, K's you know, the 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 old standby line is um you know the it's a bit, it's an enormous place and whatever happens to oh. you you won't be missed. Yeah. Be. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of inverted in the Gilead system, which is the system that you're that you're in. People are a finite resource now. Hmm. Um, you know, everything is a finite resource now. They were so interdependent on on on. Um The interstellar trade. um, uh, uh, There is a forge world, thankfully, within the system, but um, can that produce all of the tech that they need? Who knows? Certainly the agri-world can't produce enough food to feed everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of these tensions. Right, Right. And and because you've got this kind of breakdown, then you've got people working together more than you ever have before. So, you know, you could have your adventuring party could be... An inquisitor or you know, inquisitorial agent, or an acolyte mm-hmm. um, could be. They could have been. Um, the, the, maybe the rogue trader has tasked them with sorting out this thing. Assigned them a space marine. Um, they could be. You know that they've got the muscle of one space marine. Yes, yeah. allocated to them. The uh, there is a there is a chapter trapped in there with them, uh, the oh. you know, the Absolvers, mm. um, and part of when the, when the Road Trader arrived, the, the um, he arrived with with some reinforcements of the new primaris type space Marines as well. Mm. So um, he's brought them um, reinforcements because they were they were sorely depleted. Yeah, so um, so you've got a, a, a very broad base for the, the adventuring party to draw from. Uh, well, so there's um, there's also some Eldari. Characters as well, and some more characters. There's some little bits, and we'll be doing some more yeah, of those yeah. later on, and um, when we get a, a bit more into the line, uh, yeah. So it, it's it's really interesting. I, th- I think it, it's it's very um, it poses some some different questions you, sure. to usual 40k yeah. role playing, and um, has it yeah, that slightly different setup of you know everybody's having to just scrabble together and mm. get through with what they've got um, and work together a lot more than perhaps they yeah. would in uh, another <laughs> part. So
1: talking of the line as a whole. No, that mm. gives me two questions then. So, one is: Is there a, a campaign planned, or adventure a series of adventures planned to go along
3: with the core rulebook that players can sort of dive uh, into? Yes. So, the um, uh, there is a book of adventures that are coming out um, shortly after the uh, the core book. Yeah. Um, and we're working on uh, the and some PDF adventures as well. Cool. We very, very very quick. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of sport planned um, as well, and um, a good chunk of it's. Uh, um, in a good state,
1: and, and talking about support, is is that all going to be sort of uh, limited to the to the Roth and Glory sort of sub section of
3: 40 uh, k or are you going to be spreading beyond that? Uh, at all the, the um, so to start with, yeah, we're focusing on uh, Roth and Glory and the um, the Gilead sector. Yeah. Yeah, is that, is that just sort of what the license is just for that? No, was it, no, no. The, uh, so that, that's the our, our initial phone.
1: Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right then. Is there anything else you wanted to cover we um, I think we've covered everything. We've you? covered a lot. <laughs> 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 we've, done, we've done well today, I think. Like, yeah. yeah, we've, yeah. Uh, we've definitely covered a lot. Anything anything else coming up for Cubicle Seven that we uh, we haven't mentioned?
3: Um, Any Doctor Who stuff coming? No, I think I think we've covered. I think we've covered all that well. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Lovely.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so uh thank you thank you so much for coming on Don. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're welcome on any time again to talk about anything in Cubicle Seven or,
0: oh,
1: or anything else you want to talk about, really. Just uh, well, Thank you, know, you very much. Well, Have good you <laughs> yes. <laughs> um So yeah, we'll sign off we'll sign off for today. Uh, so that'll be goodbye for me, Bus.
2: Uh, goodbye for me, Peter Coffin from the Southampton Guild of Roll And goodbye for
3: me, Dominic McDowell from Cubicle Seven and State.